Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 6. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Educated people worry, uneducated people worry, Christians worry, non-Christians worry, young people, elderly people worry, baby boomers worry, black people, white people, all nations of people worry. But notice what Jesus says. He says, everyone who is interested in kingdom living, don't worry. And notice specifically. Jesus says, don't worry about your food. Now, for some of us, we have a hard time with this one. Because we live in a culture, we're surrounded by food. As a matter of fact, if you're meeting for the youth detention ministry today, I I forgot to tell you, lunch will be provided. That's what they told me to tell you. Lunch will be provided. We're surrounded by food. You know, here at Calvary Chapel, I told you, come join us for food, folks, and fun at the baptism. I mean, we're always surrounded by food. You know, our church name is is Calvary Chapel, and and we've affectionately been called Calorie Chapel. (laughs) Because we're always doing something around food. Our culture is surrounded by food. Have you taken the time lately to to look at how many magazines on the shelf in the supermarket on, on food? Have you done that lately? At the newsstand, it's a magazine rack. They got magazine, our culture is magazine crazy. Everybody has a magazine. It's like aisles and aisles of magazines. You can't even find the peanut butter anymore. It's just like so much magazines. And have you seen how many are on food? I mean, all kinds of magazines, cooking with pleasure, eating with pleasure, gaining weight with sadness. Magazines on food. We are a society of eaters. We live to eat. Instead of eating to live, we're a society of food. Jesus says, don't worry about what you will eat and don't worry about what you will drink. Checked out the magazines on wine nowadays. Tons of magazines on what you will dedicate it to what we drink Fine wine, how to cook with wine, what kind of wine to drink with certain kinds of food. Jesus says, don't worry about what you will eat, drink, and don't worry about your body. (sighs) Need I tell you? How many magazines on the body? Bodybuilding. I'm at the pharmacy over at Kroger waiting for my script to be filled. Checking out the magazines. There's everybody building infinitum. It's unbelievable. I was looking at this one magazine. This guy had muscles that I didn't even know muscles could grow. 
He was huge. It was like bulging. His muscles were so big. His head looked like a little pithead. He was all muscle, all brawn and no brains. I'm like, dude. I mean, look, they're, they're, look, I, I, I just got to say it, okay? I got to say it. There is a certain thing called you have too many muscles. Okay, the six pack, you know? You know, most of us have a one pack. But, but you know, there's got to there's be someplace to stop. But, but the body, you know, clothing. Don't worry about what you wear, G. Clothing. Oh, we've got mall mania. I mean, everywhere you go, everybody has an outlet. The outlets basically sell things that the other stores don't get to sell. Nobody wants it, hardly. So you put it in the outlet, you think you're getting it cheaper, you're not getting it cheaper. Clothing. Now, don't misunderstand me. Jesus is not saying you shouldn't fix yourself up and wear nice clothing. I I think you should be a blessing and fix yourself up. I do. Say amen, y'all, because, you know, it's nice to look at people that look nice. That's nice, okay? Ladies, you know, ain't nothing wrong with putting on a little makeup. You know, put a little bit on, you know, just, just, you know, not too much, but we don't know who you are. But just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just enough to kind of, kind of lift that beauty, you know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. But, but you know, but, but I tell you what, J. Vernon McGee said this, and I would, ladies, let me tell you, right up front, let me preface this, I would never say this. But J. Vernon McGee said, every old barn needs some paint. Now, I would never say that. That did not come out of my mouth. Okay. Amen. Tell the truth, you're in church now, all right? But see, Jesus is saying, he's not saying there's anything wrong with fixing up or anything wrong with wearing anything or there's anything wrong with saving money in the bank or there's anything wrong with putting something aside or you shouldn't work hard and provide for your family. He's not saying anything is wrong with these things. What Jesus is saying and pointing out that life is more than these things. Life is more than clothes. Life is more than what you drink. Life has everything to do with more than how your body builds. Life is more than what you look like and what you eat. There's more to life than how much you make. There's more to life than material things. Jesus is saying, listen, fellas, there's more to life than a paycheck. There's more to life. You know, some of us men, we work so hard, we work 100 hours a week trying to give our kids things and trying to make them happy. You know what will make them happy? If you were home a little more. If you stop trying to give them another bike, another PlayStation, another vacation, and take some time to sit with them, love them, talk to them, enjoy them. Listen, that, that, that's good. There's more to life than the money that you make. Your wives, they, you know, they like for you to be home sometime. They like for you to be sitting at the table sometime and have dinner and get to know this thing called family. Family? You mean I've got to do something other than make money, you know, uh, take care of my family? Um, yeah. They would like to get to know you. Your wife wants more than someone who can bring home the bacon. As a matter of fact, women nowadays are bringing home their own bacon. They're bringing home the whole pig. What you going to do? What you going to give them? 
They can give themselves anything they want. They'll need you. All the ladies like, now that man preaching. All right, that, that man preaching. You go ahead, pastor. You preaching now. What do they need you for? Come on. What a man to bring home the bacon. She don't need your bacon. She needs your time. She needs your love. She, need, she needs you to give her something she can't give herself. What would that be? Love, time, attention. You know, take, that, take the woman out for lunch. Take her to lunch. Don't, don't take her to McDonald's now, okay? <laughs> don't embarrass yourself, all right? I'm just trying to help you, fellas. I'm for you. Take them to lunch. Take them to lunch. Get them some flowers. Take them. Be nice. Can't you be nice? Spend some time. Life is more than the check you bring home. And this is what Jesus is getting to. I, I kind of see here. This is what he's saying. Life is more than what you eat, more than what you drink, more than what you put on. Life is more than that. Notice in verse 26, Jesus says, and if you don't want to worry, here it is in verse 26. Jesus said, if you want to be kingdom people and you don't want to worry, then you need to do some bird watching. Do some bird watching? Yeah. It's kind of cool, actually. Look at the birds. Those little birds, they're completely taken care of. They don't labor. They don't toil. They don't get all worked up to get their food. And they eat every day. See, God provides. God provides for them. God gives life and God sustains life. We're talking about the providence of God. And you and I can learn a lesson by simply looking at the little itty-bitty birdies. Because they teach you a lesson about God. I was over at, on Western, and a little plug for Papa Lou's on Western, and a restaurant, and, uh, and uh, great buffalo wings, by the way, just fabulous. And... and I mean, nice. I thought you might want to know. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting my stuff. I get in the car. I'm about to pull off. And, and I see the bird, this little bird in the parking lot. And this bird had this huge onion ring in his mouth. I mean, it was like this super, this onion ring was like bigger than the bird. It was like he could do hula hoop on with the onion ring. I mean, I was looking at the bird and the onion rings and I'm like, oh my goodness. This is blowing me away. I can't believe it. Look, there's a message here. God feeds the birds. Even the birds know it. The birds know where to hang out. They know. God tells them, go to Papa Lou's. Get some onion rings. There's french fries all over the place. Pick them up. And the birds are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Lou's, they fly in, you know. And, the... and so this bird got this big old onion ring in his mouth. And, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself now, 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 if God provides the onion rings for the birds, would he not provide you with onion rings, my children? <laughs> of course. Are you not more valuable than they? Of course. And this is what Jesus says. He says, you're more valuable than that bird. He'll give you 
provision. He'll take care of you like he takes care of the birds. Martin Luther said this of this text. He said the birds are theologians and preachers. They speak to us and teach us and instruct us. Isn't that great? The birds teach us about God. They teach us and they instruct us. They preach to us. You know, someone else put it like this. Said the robin to the sparrow, I would really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, I think it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. Even the birds know God takes care of his own. And then he goes on in verse 28 to say, look, if you can't conquer worry by bird watching, then go out and stare at the flowers of the field for a while. God takes care. Look how beautiful and colorful the flowers of the field are and realize that God will provide for you. Look at verse 30 in your Bible. If God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, why don't you believe he'll take care of you? Oh, ye of little faith. If he takes care of the birds, he'll take care of you. If he takes care of the flowers, he'll take care of you. The problem isn't with God. The problem is with you. The problem has everything to do with your lack of faith. You see, faith and phobia or faith and fear do not mix. You can't be full of faith and be full of fear at the same time. You can't. It's not, it's not possible. Faith and fear do not mix. Trusting God and being fearful do not mix. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, you know it well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. Proverbs chapter 56, pardon me, Psalm chapter 56, verse 3. In time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In other words, God has given us his promises and the issue is faith. Notice in verse 31 through 32, Jesus said, don't worry about what you shall eat or drink or wear. For these are the things that the Gentiles seek. You see, because they don't have a heavenly father watching over them and caring for them like Christians. Jesus says, don't worry and don't fret because it's inconsistent with your Christian faith. Don't worry for your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Look at verse 32. And would you underline that and highlight that and remember that? I do. This verse has encouraged my heart. This single sentence in all of the scriptures has encouraged my heart so many times. In times of sickness and sadness and sorrow, Rodney Your heavenly father knows. You know, when your friends turn their back on you, your father knows. When you have more month left than you have money, your father knows. When you feel abandoned, your father knows. God knows everything. And simply knowing that God knows everything has brought great comfort to my heart. And has calmed me in many situations. 
and it should calm you because God knows. And when you don't have faith, you're not doing any bird watching. You're not looking at the lilies of the field. You're thinking like a Gentile. You lose perspective. The fact that whatever you're going through, hello, we're talking about God. You guys were talking about God who is able. Fill in the blank. Your father knows. Man, that should bring you comfort. Rodney, you you just don't know what I'm going through. I mean, my situation is different than theirs. You just don't understand. You're right. I, I don't. I really don't. I never will. You can't find the words to explain it, and I never will get it. But your father knows. Isn't that more important? It's more important that your father knows. God is omniscient. And when things start going wrong, you need to say to yourself, Self, my father knows. You know, sometimes you got to look at yourself and encourage yourself. I got got to think that that's what mirrors are good for. Because sometimes I'm not happy to see myself. Especially as things start going south and I'm trying to keep it up north. You know what I'm saying, fellas, you know. Look in the mirror and say, self, God knows. Self, God understands. Self, God's word and God's promises are yea and amen. Self, let's go bird watching. Self, take a look out of that pretty yard, that grass. They don't work hard to be pretty. The flowers don't try to be yellow and red and blue. and They just are. Why? Because God's on the job. Amen? God's on the job. God's on the job. See, you sleep. God is always awake. God's always on the job. He never fails. Ever. So don't ever worry. When you start worrying, just say, the Father knows. God, you know what I need. You see, God knows what you need. And, and I'm glad about that. I'm glad God didn't answer every prayer I prayed. You know, I thank God. We thank God for the prayers that are answered. Hallelujah. You know, I thank God for the prayers that haven't been answered. Okay, them lame brain, stupid prayers. It's like God is like, oh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. <laughs> Why? Well, because I'm God and you're not. Okay, in a couple of years from now, you'll be thanking me for not doing that. Dummy. I mean, my child. <laughs> you see? And then notice in verse 33. This is what you're to do. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What things? What you eat, what you drink, and what you wear shall be added to you. You see, happy people make it a priority to seek first the kingdom of God. This word seek means to actively pursue or to continually go after. Every day of your life, you ought to seek first the kingdom of God. But in order to seek the kingdom, you got to seek the king. Because you can't have a kingdom without a king. So you got to seek the king. 
Jesus and then seek the kingdom. Now, Pastor Rodney, I got a situation in my life. Really? Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Well, yeah, 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 Pastor. I'm seeking the kingdom and I'm seeking the king. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But are you seeking first the kingdom? Are you seeking the king first? See, the operative word here is not, listen, listen, the operative word here is not seek the kingdom. The operative word, the word to underscore, the word to remember is seek first the kingdom. Well, now that's a whole other deal. Now, wait a minute. Are you seeking first the kingdom? No, I don't. Probably not. You're seeking counsel from your friends, from your family, from the psychotherapist, from the pastor. Save your money. Seek first, say it with me, seek first the kingdom. And then all these things shall be added unto you. It is not enough to seek the kingdom and seek the Lord. You have to do it first and then these things are added and when you seek first the kingdom you will never be disappointed you'll never be sad you'll never regret it i've never met a christian who regretted becoming a christian amen saints you won't regret it. You'll never, no, not ever regret becoming a Christian. You'll never regret seeking first the kingdom. You'll never have a time when you know this principle, understand it. You'll never have a time where you don't know where to turn or who to talk to or what to do. Never. No matter what you're going through, happy people are people of priority. And what's the priority? Seek first the kingdom. You'll always turn right to the king first. Let me read you this story about a missionary who is getting ready to embark. Get this. Getting ready to embark and and go away to a foreign country. And as he was getting on the ship, just going up the gangway, a friend of his, who was a very wealthy person, came to him and slipped an envelope into his hand that was sealed. His friend said, you take this envelope. And if at any time while you're overseas, you come to the place where you're exhausted, where you've exhausted every possibility and you don't know where else to turn and you have a need that you cannot meet anywhere else, then open this envelope. Well, the missionary took the envelope and he thanked the man and he put it in his pocket. He went up the gangplank and he stayed on the mission field for 20 years. At the end of the 20 years, he came back home, walked down the same gangplank, met by the same wealthy friend. And he returned the envelope back to the man, still sealed, still unopened. And he said, sir, here is your envelope unopened. I have never come to the place where I did not know where to turn or what to do. Never, never. He didn't say I never came to the place where I had a need. He said I never came to the place where I did not know where to turn or what to do. Why? Because the kingdom folks, we know where to turn and we always know what to do.
we turn to the Father who knows we need all these things. We turn to him. We know what to do. We call out to the Father, and the Father will never, ever disappoint you. He has never disappointed me, and he never will. For he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And let that be a word to you this week. Don't worry, kingdom folks. Go to the Father. That's good news, isn't it? I think it's great. It's awesome. Freeing, comforting, assuring. Go to the Father. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.